Let's go. College football's over. But backdoor coverage just getting started. Tuesday, January 8th, 2019. What's Gucci, my dudes? It's your board producer, Mike. I'm here with Brad Key. What's happening? Hey, Micah. How was your night last night? It was boring. Yeah? Tell me more. It was exciting because I did not watch The Bachelor. Uh-huh. I have no reason to watch it anymore, and that is pretty much the best gift I can have in 2019. I was about to stop listening to you when you said The Bachelor, but then you said you weren't listening. Watching, God bless so. those people who do watch it. It is no longer a responsibility of mine, and uh, of all of the things that have happened in the last year, I think it's my favorite thing. What a relief. Indeed. We did watch a little bit of football uh, for a, a very exciting first quarter, and... Uh, an interesting first half, and then an ass-kicking in the second half last night. I missed half of the first quarter trying to get my streaming service to log on. Like ESPN had too high a traffic to allow for me to log in for whatever reason. It was a nightmare. Um, but I got in. You have cable, though. You're not a broke boy. I have, streaming. I have cable, but I needed to stream last night because the TV was not uh, available for me to use, basically. That's fair. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Um, I won't yeah, question so, your manhood. But, so, like, I couldn't get it to work on the English channel of ESPN, so I tried uh, ESPN Deportes, thinking that maybe there will be less traffic coming in for that. Um, and that worked, actually. That did the trick. So uh, I, I watched it on mute. Uh, I kind of got a little bit of a, a Spanish education. I learned well. Oh. Yeah, they, it looks like they call it opportunities instead of plays, like opportunity. Opportunidades? It's some ridiculous Whoa. like that. So anyways, consider me learned uh, in the Spanish language, and uh, yeah, it was a good game. Well, congrats. Yeah. So before we get any further, just a little heads up. We are going to record another episode Thursday where we preview this week's divisional games, what I believe to be the best weekend of professional football of the entire year. That'll be our regularly scheduled. That'll be a regular stuff. schedule yeah. on Thursday so night. We're gonna or today we're gonna talk about the game last night and the games, the NFL games this weekend. Just kind of go over them real quick. And uh, like I said, we'll be back Thursday with a regularly scheduled episode. So let's talk a little bit more about Bama, Clemson. Uh, both let's of get us were it. on Bama because we're idiots, I guess. Clemson forty-four, Alabama sixteen. A tremendous ass kicking. I was what, shocked, man. Yeah. Just like right off the bat, uh, Clemson came out and just punched him in the mouth. Uh, their defense was so, so good. And there was just like this roster of freshmen playing for Clemson that were played just like out of their minds. They had uh, the receiver, what's his name? Justin Ross. I had never heard of this guy. He's number eight. Uh, they got a lot of bad dudes running six around. Six receptions These for dudes. 153 yards and a touchdown, and he caught one. And the freshman like, played great in the semifinal game, too. Did you see the one where he caught it? Like, he had to do, like, a 360 in the air, and he caught it with one hand. Like, it was Odell Beckham-esque. It was really amazing. The guy's super talented. Turns out that dude's from Alabama, too. So they scooped yeah, him from that. there. Yeah, That's pretty wild. So that's cool. Quarterback played great. The freshman quarterback that you doubted I, every single round. I doubt, exactly. And he, I, uh, I have to give Trevor Lawrence all of the credit. The kid is, uh, he's lived up to the hype. He, There's no way you couldn't. He uh, got after it, You man. could say anything else about it. I, I thought the kid would, would screw up last week. I thought he would screw up last night. Uh, he just, man, you that know, kid him wins. and his stupid he's haircut. He's not scared just played yeah and he, he just balled i mean the guy seems really calm he throws a obviously a beautiful ball uh he's, he's got big, a rocket, he's strong man. he's got a big arm but he's like calm cool and collected he throws it accurately like on the move too like there was a couple of times he had to roll out or whatever escape some pressure and he just 
delivered on a dime to these guys. So, yeah. Kids man, the they real were deal. super good. And all those dudes are freshmen. Like, they can't go to the league. They're going to be back next year. The sky's the limit. Here, You know, the crazy thing about all season long, the, the narrative has been Bama is an unstoppable force. Uh, Bama is unbelievable. Bama, this is the first time Nick Saban's ever had a great quarterback. So, like, it's it's Bama's typical Bama team plus, like, a, a dynamic quarterback, which he's never really had during this run. Right. And so the entire nation has just been like, this Bama team is unbelievable. They won't be stopped. They can't be stopped. That's why they were six-point favorites. But it's very clear that Clemson is not just their equal. I mean, they were better last night. But they're as good a program. They've got as many studs running around. They've got freshmen that are unbelievable that came through. Their freshmen played a lot better than Bama's freshmen yesterday. And you've got to think that if you were to say which team has the better program right now, it's it's clearly Clemson. You they've think got, so? I wouldn't say better program. I mean, they're clearly I mean, they've they got the won. better future for program. If uh, you look at all those freshmen, they're going to be around for three years. I you mean, tell me you've got two more years with that guy, with that guy throwing to that guy? Like <laughs> this is this is scary stuff. I, still, man, Bama's got their pick of the litter. Every I mean, single I know Bama class, gets the like, number one pl- uh, signed class every year. Uh, they did again this year too. But I mean, Clemson isn't just their equal. Right at this point, you have to say Clemson is ahead they, of them. Does it look like Tua is going to stick around for next year? Or do Do you have any indication of what's going I, on there? Uh, That's I, that would be no, an interesting think, thing to know. Well, I mean, I know he was a sophomore. Was so, he a redshirt? Uh I don't know. I thought he was a true freshman when he came in last year. I thought so. I may too. be wrong. Um anyways, uh that first drive out of the uh at a halftime, Alabama drives down, they go for that fake field goal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Clemson just like ate it up. That was like the first time I've I felt like I've seen Nick Saman like kind of panic and be like kind of out of character in maybe ten years. Like you they looked to him on the sideline and he was kind of doing that. Yeah, he looked like she looked very lost. Thing. Tua, Tua was a true sophomore, so he will be back next season. Okay. So I wouldn't say that either I wouldn't say that Clemson's got that nod on them in terms of like the best better program, but I would definitely say that the the future is super bright for them. I mean and I mean they made the right decision uh benching Bryant in favor of this kid uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. I didn't is, think that was. I thought that was. It the seemed thing weird at the time. time. It and still seems kind of weird, but they did, made it work. Did you hear any or read any of Dabo's comments after the game? I did not. He thankfully. started off being like likable, and then like by the end of it, you're just like, shut the fuck up, man. I hate <laughs> he, that guy. He, he can be insufferable when he gets going, but he should have just like stopped when he was like being gracious, and then he started being like. The world, it's me against the world, all this stuff. Like we, nobody believed, all, whatever. And so anyway. You play in the ACC. Yeah. You play no tough games. The road to the championship, like there's a 100% chance Clemson is back in the playoff next year. I would think so. Clemson had played two close games this this year. One with Kelly Bryant still starting in the second game of the year against A&M. And then against Clemson when Lawrence got hurt and they were on their third string quarterback. Wait, you said against Clemson against who was the second oh, against game against Syracuse? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. When uh, Lawrence got hurt and they played with their third string quarterback. When when they had their guys, they steamrolled the fuck out of everybody this year, including Alabama. So this is like, there's arguments to be made. They're a historical great team this year. Yeah, well, so the which other isn't thing something to consider, I expected to be saying today. But the, what's their defensive 
roster look like in terms of age? Because if those guys are going to be gone, like that, it's not sp- talked about enough how good that defensive line is, and there was their defensive backs play great. Like they were fantastic across the board defensively. And yeah, I they think shut Alabama in the second half. Too. Yeah, I mean that really opens things up for the offense when the Alabama defense is on the field for so much of the uh, of the game. So, anyways, yeah, congratulations to Clemson. Uh, y'all fuck them boys up. They have a juggernaut, and uh, it it just it's a much different discussion than if we came in today and Bama and won that game. We're talking dynasty. We're talking all time. We got Tua coming back. The hype for next year would be unbelievable. Now Bama's got you know they're beatable. The last two, I mean they they smoked Oklahoma pretty much. They boat raced them, but and they were I almost got beat against Georgia, uh, and now they've. Now they've this has happened to him. I feel like if Clemson and Bama played again like five or six more times, this would not be the outcome. Like I feel like Bama could beat them pretty regularly, and I think it was just like Clemson's night. Like they were on fire. They stopped every single thing that kind of Saban came up with that was unique on offense. Like uh, I don't know. Tua I, I could probably be crazy played his it. worst game ever. He got stopped on fourth down twice. He got picked twice in the pick first six half. to open the game. First score was that pick six, uh, and Clemson was off and going and. Then you know, obviously, the biggest play, like you mentioned earlier, was that fake field goal that had that just just was fucked from the jump. The only question is, we've we've watched Saban teams for like ten years now at Alabama, and they've never had a dynamic, you know, All American quarterback, and he always has terrible, terrible, terrible kickers, and that hurt them again last night by dynamic you mean somebody who can run and throw the ball because they've had like one or the other but they've never had a dual threat yeah but none of those dudes were ever like first team all sec they weren't uh, i could be wrong about Uh, that but none of them were like all american like on the third string of some random yeah aj mccarron doesn't count that's this this guy's different this guy's a first round pick yeah um but their kicking game continuously sucks and it was terrible again last night he missed the extra point. Saban got gun shy. He started going for it on fourth down all the time. It really, like, it's weird I how much that can affect the team. Stuff. That's funny. I mean, you think just, he could figure that out. See, like, well, you you weren't watching with volume uh, because uh, you were listening in Spanish. I was not listening. Or not listening doing. in it was Spanish. So, you know, it, it was just very clear that they kept going for it on fourth down in opportunities that a normal coach wouldn't. And uh, it's because he had no confidence in his kicker. It, in, at least in part. Yeah, to do I think that. he panicked too, man. Like that was what I was saying earlier. Is they came out in the second half and yeah, it, it, they were already looking desperate, and it was like they weren't down that much. Well, I mean, like, they went for it in the first half a couple times too. Yeah, including that fake field goal. I mean, on fourth and six, that play is just not going to work. And the game was pretty much over there. They were down fifteen at half. We got to watch the Imagine Dragons. God, Those they guys are terrible. Are the fucking worst. Oh Jesus. my god, I, it's like shocking how bad they were. I, I mean, I, we all know how terrible they are, but gracious. They they were awful, awful. I didn't watch. In the second I half, just know was just, they were awful. Just the you know, just a, an ass kicking. We we talked about some of the props on our Friday episode. Yeah, let's go through this. Um, where I I think the over under for the longest TV was like touchdown was like sixty four yards. Hmm. Uh, Clemson hit a seventy four yarder uh, to start the second half on their first possession. I didn't like that bad, and but basically that put the game away. Yeah. So I it was safe in the first half but Did, that play was really weird because uh that was the one that Ross broke it off but the defensive back who was covering him just like fell over like his his leg just gave out like there was no contact or anything do you remember this yeah it was it was he, a like, juked weird him one. right and the guy fell down and when once he had the ball like, he was off to the races and he's fast as shit so he's gone but like yeah but there it was long touchdown that you had did you put money on that one uh yes my dog 
I didn't bet on. I couldn't get my prop stuff working, so I just wanted to go kind of traditional bets, which is always fun. Which, yeah. So we we were happy with that one. We also uh, liked the overtime, the value in the overtime bet, which was obviously not a winner. So, uh, not even close. No. Uh, looking forward to next year. Yesterday, Bama was the favorite for the 2019-2020 season. And now, not anymore, Clemson now starts the year as a plus-180 favorite to, to repeat. The championship is in New Orleans next year. Bama is down from 150 earlier in the day to 250 today. Plus-250? Plus-250. I might put money on that. That's not much value. Oh. And then uh, the teams behind that, and it goes back to now how far and away Clemson and Bama are from the rest of, of the nation. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan are all 12-1. to 1. That's 3, 4, and 5. Uh, followed by Oklahoma at fifteen to one, Texas at twenty to one, which is absurd. And then the most absurd thing here, followed by Nebraska, Washington, Florida, and Notre Dame, all at twenty-five to one. What is Nebraska doing there? I mean, what I is guess happening the, in yeah? What? That's just absurd. It's absolutely. Did they absurd. have a really good back second half of the season because they are trash to start the season off? I know they got worked a bunch of times. They won a few games, but I don't think they they were. They looked unstoppable. Um, anyway, so there, there you go. There's your favorites for next year. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the wild card games. We'll go in order. Cool. Uh, before we do that, though, we should uh, resolve to make rest a resolution this year and talk mm. about our friends at Lisa Mattress. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnout, helps you make better decisions, improves your memory, and overall, it helps you make f- fewer mistakes. It's not marketing. This is science, my friends. To design a better mattress, uh, Lisa leveraged 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing and actual science to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. That's more than 31,000 mattresses and counting. That means they're selling a lot of mattresses, okay? Lisa strives to leave the world a better place than they found it. That doesn't stop with mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell. So they're building trees and giving away mattresses. They're growing trees. Start 2019 well-rested. Save $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash BDC, like backdoor cover. Use promo code BDC at checkout. That's lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC, promo code BDC. Man, having a good mattress is one of the most important things. Like, you use it every single day for like eight to ten hours. Every day. Brad is right. Start the year out with a new mattress. Lisa.com slash BDC. All right, let's go to the NFL. We'll take them in order. Indy Houston. Uh, Before we, or when we picked games, I said that all of these games felt basically like field goal games to me. But traditionally, there's always one game that's just a boat race. Somebody gets smoked early. And that was clearly this uh the the Colts just smoking the fucking Texans. Yeah. Uh, Pathetic. That's the the best word I can use to describe it. from the first drive. Indy went straight down the field. They marched all the way down there. They just stomped all over Houston at home. I think they forced a three and out and they went down and scored again. Like they just kicked their ass to start this game. Last week I challenged you to name the Indianapolis uh running back and you Marlon Mack. Yeah, off the top of your head. Uh he had 24 carries for 148 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm going to remember that name for, for the yeah, next Yeah, he's time, a yeah. stud. They're good. They've won 10 of their last 11. They're a fucking juggernaut right now. 
And uh, the Texans just do what the Texans have historically done since they became an expansion franchise. They just shit the bed in the big moments. I, I don't understand how a team can come out this flat and just they, they just didn't come to play at home. Watson threw 49 balls. There's just, man, they didn't have any control of the game. It They were off from the start. Yeah, they just got they got manhandled. They got whipped. Uh, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, uh, said some really weird stuff in the locker room after the game. I don't know if you saw that. No, let's talk about it. Uh, the over-under was like 30 and, 30 and a half, and he they scored 30. And he said something about, like, if we could have only gotten to 31... He said something very strange about about the over. He's such an idiot. Uh, but more power to them. They they look good. They are a legit. They're a dangerous team. But the less said about the Texans, the better. They they suck. Yeah. On to next year. Sorry, Texans. It's a basketball season. Let's go, Rockets. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you could you could make an argument that the Texans uh, they really peaked early. They peaked five weeks ago. And and just, but they also they were never a, a championship caliber team. I don't think, even though there were times they were the number one seed in the AFC. Indy looks dangerous to me, but the Texans, uh, you know, you got to come out ready to play at home. Yeah. Both of us picked the Texans, by the way. So I liked them in the first round, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, Dallas. Uh, we actually, when we picked this game, we had the Cowboys minus one and a half, and I had the Cowboys. Brad took Seattle, I believe. But I we I did avoid the all time backdoor covers. The Cowboys won by two. I believe it was twenty four twenty two. This was an all time brutal backdoor cover for a lot of people that had Cowboys minus uh, minus two and a half instead of one and a half, like I had it. Uh, Seattle, of course, uh, fat uh, date rape himself, Jenikowski, tearing a pulling his hammy or whatever it was that he did on on that 57 yard field goal right before half which was hilarious he was he was hurting after that man he looked like he was in some pretty bad shape yeah but it was funny it was hilarious. just to see a big fat man fall like that i love that he went down like he got shot which maybe he did but janikowski's been around forever then for seattle to go for two twice in the second half and get it both times because they they didn't trust michael dixon uh, to to kick a field goal or drop kick or do anything, and then to cover uh, was really amazing uh, for a lot of people that had minus two and a half. Like legit, what a, a terrible terrible loss if you had if you were on the Cowboys here. Not good. And uh, the funniest thing to me is they showed Dixon, who's their punter, who's an All Pro from Australia, who played at Texas for three years and then went pro early, which. I don't know if that's ever happened with a punter before, but it turned out to be the best punter in the NFL this season. He was actually the MVP of a bowl game the year before when Texas beat Missouri in the Texas Bowl. He's an unbelievable punter, but they showed him like trying field goals, and he it looked like me trying to, to blast uh, chip shots from 80 yards out. They were flying in every direction. It was not good. And it, it's probably because the kid is from Australia. He never had to kick. I heard, some, uh, I heard some chatter about how this guy can drop kick field goals, but I can't envision how that would even look. And is like they were saying that it was a legal move. I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast they were talking about. Yeah, it. no, like, it's legal. You so can how do would this. you? What would that even look like? You drop the ball and it hits the ground and then you kick it. You snap it back to the the guy like he's oh, not. Oh, and then he drops and he it drop and you kick it while it's in the air. Ah, yeah. Well, I heard he can do that. He was pretty drop well. kicking the kickoffs. Which is legal, apparently. Interesting. But uh, it is weird they didn't try it, but it ended up with an all-time backdoor cover. But the actual game, 
Uh, Cowboys just did what the Cowboys do, which is just run the football, make the game short, keep it close, hope that their kicker will make a kick, and just score touchdowns in the red zone. Their and defense is so much better this when year. When they than score it has touchdowns in the red zone, they are good. The way the Cowboys just grind and grind and grind and shorten the game and give the ball to Zeke over and over and over again, uh, it's impressive. And Zeke Elliott, you know, we're in a world right now where every team has two or three running backs. There are very few teams that have featured backs, right? The traditional every down, three down back. Zeke Elliott is a difference maker. That dude is, he is bad to the bone. He's There's so many teams that say, you know, you should never draft a running back. You can get a, you can get a good back in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Uh, the guy Peyton Barber for for uh, Denver was, you know, undrafted. Um, and you can, you can get running backs. You shouldn't spend money. This guy, and uh, what's the guy for the Giants uh, from Penn State? Uh, uh, Barkley. Yeah, Saquon. Yeah, Saquon. Like, these dudes, there's a reason they went in the top five. Like, these guys are different. Yeah, and, and there was all Zeke that chatter about monster. There's all that chatter about the Seahawks having, like, this committee running, this committee by running back, and they were leading the NFL in yards, and you look at what all three of them managed to do combined. Uh, it was under 100 yards, and... It says 73 total team yards, and like 15 of those were from Russell Wilson scrambling. So like they were just unproductive. And I mean, it may work in the in the regular season, but you need like a game changer when you're playing these like high intensity. Yeah, postseason Cowboys games. are good. Their defense is their defense is really good. Cooper played well. Those also, two Amari those two Cooper linebackers are studs. Um, and Amari Cooper makes a, you know that's that's the form. This is the game plan for the Cowboys. Yeah, is you win the games 24-21. I'm not going to count 24-22 because of this, but this is what you have to do. You have to score touchdowns in the red zone, and you hope the defense makes a play. You hope Amari Cooper makes two plays, and then you just run the fucking football, and you hope that Dak makes a play with his legs in the red zone, and you score touchdowns. And then Vandersquish tackles everybody. You got Vandersquish and Jalen Jalen Smith just out there tackling everyone. Those dudes are awesome. Yeah, it's crazy to, to think that 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 linebacking core is uh, young. Is young and impressive. Uh, so that's the Cowboys. We'll talk about how they're going to go to L.A. and and face uh, the the Rams in front of a crowd that's going to be like eighty percent Cowboys fans on Thursday. Uh, the next game was the Chargers and Baltimore. Chargers uh, Ravens. Oh, yeah, you, you yeah, said Chargers, but you said one was a mascot. One I was just it. refuse to say Los Angeles Chargers. It still seems wrong. I just call them San Diego. So Every I time I read it out loud, I say Los Angeles Clippers for whatever reason. Yeah, I can't get past it. It's just it's weird. Anyway, uh, Chargers kind of jumped out on Baltimore. Uh, Brad, you were on the Chargers. I was on Baltimore. Big win for you there. Uh, not a whole lot to. This was the snoozer game of the weekend for most of it. Baltimore made a run there in in the second half, mostly in, or in the fourth quarter, where Lamar Jackson finally figured some stuff out. The big key to this game was the Chargers played seven defensive backs the entire game, all but one snap. So they weren't even like playing with linebackers at all, and they were all hawking the run game. Like that, that was like what the whole yeah, design the, was. Just the plan was to shut down the run game with speed as opposed to with sides, which is sort of counterintuitive. But when you think about it, Lamar Jackson isn't a, a big dude; he's a speed guy. And so you've got seven seven D backs out there, uh, and it you know, stopping them side to side. Yeah, and it worked. Jackson was like fourteen for twenty nine for one ninety four for the game, but it was he was his statistical line across the board, like in, on a, at halftime, was just absolutely. Yeah, the first pathetic. three quarters, they yeah, just they really crushed he got a their bunch nuts. in garbage time there. I wouldn't call it garbage time because they were making a comeback, but 
Yeah, it all came at the very end of the game when he actually had any production at all. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Chargers found a way to blow the game because Baltimore did have the ball in their hands at the end. But uh, shouts to the Chargers. They, they're pretty good. Their defense is pretty solid, no, yeah. which has not been really the case in years past. They've always had, like, a high-powered offense that wasn't anchored by a defense, and then their special teams always sucked ass, and their, their special teams still suck ass. But defense looks good, man. And then the ultimate nut crush of the week, we've got Philly at Chicago. Chicago was the six-and-a-half-point favorite. Brad and I both chose Philly, uh, I think, against the spread. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we were bold enough to take the money line. The Not. Eagles with Nick Foles, they fly. Eagles fly. Uh, Chicago, I mean, what else can you say about the nut crush kick? I know the thing has now been uh, – the NFL has changed it to a block kick uh, because it was deflected. But the fact that this kicker – can hit so many crossbars and and uh, uprights is just unbelievable. He's done, he he like he doinked like seven kicks this year. I've never I've never seen anything like this. The and I've never like, seen the never seen the double doink at the end of the game. Did you see at the very end though? Like they did like a whole montage of all his doinks. It was like they were ready for it just in case this happened. Like the 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 broadcast. Uh, what it's a been the crush. story of their season? Can you imagine being a Bears fan? That's the story. That's how you're. That's the perfect way for your season to end karmically. Like that's how it's got to go. And then Philly rushes for 42 yards. Uh, Foles didn't play particularly well, although he he played adequately. But I mean, you look at it, and, and Chicago's defense showed up like we kind of expected for them to, except for on one drive where Philly Philly kind of got the momentum going and, and took the lead. But like, yeah, if you look at this box score, you would expect for the Bears to have come out of this thing with a win, and they just about did. Except they got double doinked. Yeah. What what a nut crusher. That's Indeed. all I can say. Um, but the Eagles were clearly the right side there. Um, that felt like it was going to be a field goal game, and it was a field goal game. So I felt pretty good about our bets last week. And uh, the Eagles, they're back. Nick Foles is out doing his thing. This is basically the same team they won the Super Bowl with last year. They haven't lost very much. And uh, they're hot. I would not want to play this team next week. They, of course, go to New Orleans. And the Cowboys go to the Rams on the NFC side. Uh, on the AFC side, the Chargers go to New England. So Philip Rivers got his chance to get that. Uh, I don't think he's ever beaten New England and and um, and uh, Brady. And they don't uh, play that often. Indy goes to Kansas City. All of these sound on paper to be fun, exciting games to watch. I'm yeah, excited. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Another really great round after. Wild card was great. It didn't let down. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're back Thursday to uh, I will present my beef of the week on Thursday as well as preview these games. A couple other things I wanted to mention. You should follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Power uh, at Backdoor Cover on Twitter, Instagram Backdoor Cover Podcast. Follow my Electric Picks account at Power Plant Picks on Instagram, where of course I am Team Followback. One other thing I'd like you guys to start doing: I'll start sharing your betting slips. So tell us who you're betting on, uh, screenshot your betting slips, send them to at uh, MicahTX on Snapchat, or send them to Backdoor Cover Podcast on IG. We'll uh, put those up on our IG story on uh, Thursday and Friday, Saturday, leading up to the games uh, this weekend. Brad, where can people follow you? Bradley Key on Twitter, Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's I'm looking go. forward to Thursday. We'll, all right, we'll catch back you all then. Thursday, we love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Mm, bye-bye.